Hi, I'm Cece, and welcome to the Barry Dyers Podcast, where we share our most intimate insecurities, bariatric stories, and battle with obesity. So grab a cup of inspiration with me as we figure out life, post up together. We are so excited to announce that ProCare Health is sponsoring the Barry Diaries podcast. ProCare Health is specially formulated for bariatric patients and know what our bodies need. Not only do they take out the guesswork and make it easy for us to achieve our vitamin goals, but they also give us vitamins that taste like dessert. Win, win. And they're easily digestible. Did I mention dark chocolate squares and cinnamon rolls? Give them a try. Use code BERRYPOD to save at ProCareNow.com. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Berry Darius Podcast. This is Cece, your host. And today I have somebody super special. It's actually the first man that we have ever had who's had bariatric surgery on the podcast. His name's Ked. He's also going on the cruise. He is the coolest guy I have ever met. And I know that's true because my son, who's 20 years old, met him and fell in love with him, said, Mom, he's amazing. Get him on the cruise. He is so freaking cool. He could not stop talking about you, kid. So welcome. <laughs> hey, Cece, how are you? I'm, you know what? I'm so honored. I'm humbled by that. Your son, I know you raised a great young man. I met him earlier this year in Orlando. Um, didn't know that that was your son when we first met. I'm like, oh, she's got her brother with her. You know, I'm like, no, nah, that don't look like that could be, you know, Cece, you look great. Your Thank son you. he was, was such a um, mannerable young man, and I know he's been raised by great parents. And you can just tell because this day and time, you know, some kids they you know they don't have that, and uh-huh. that that's that's from a great upbringing. So hats off to you uh, on an amazing son. I mean, he he was very mannerable, and uh, you know he was just great to talk to, and you don't get that nowadays. I could not have done everything that I have to do without him being there and he was he loved everybody and he's actually going on the cruise he actually just turned 20 years old a few weeks ago and so he's going on the cruise and he's going to be there oh that's awesome that'd be great i get to see him again yeah great exciting so i like to start all of my episodes with asking what brought you to bariatrics and when was that Okay, well, for me, what brought me to bariatrics, this has been a long time coming. Uh, I've been overweight for the better part of 30 plus years, three decades of being overweight, and I wasn't getting any better. And I honestly didn't think that I would live to see 50 years old. So about almost four years ago, I began my journey uh, to retake my health. And to be honest, my doctor had been on me for about eight years about trying to lose some weight and get, uh, you know, just have better health and that was one of the things that she had always recommended was to try weight loss surgery but I was afraid of it I didn't think that I would survive the surgery so I just kept putting it off and never did it but as time went on my health would decline even more and it just got to a point to where hey I knew I had to do something and that was the thing that led me to uh, having bariatric surgery wait what year was that did you it was, uh, I had surgery on April the 26th of 2019. How much did you weigh when you went in? 
I went in at 461 pounds, and to date, I have lost 245 pounds. I lost wow. a person and some change. <laughs> wow. I talked to you one time, like, what was your aha moment? And you said it was because you couldn't get on a roller coaster or a ride yeah. with your boys. And because you got some big boys, you got some big, <laughs> tall boys. And I remember how much that hurt you. And you said, that's it. I can't, I can't do this yeah. anymore. It, it was tough. Um, with watching them grow up, I mean, the most that I could do with them is, you know, uh, take them to theme parks, but I could never get on with them. And that hurt me quite a bit. Uh, it was it was tough and they wanted me to ride with them, but I knew that I couldn't fit. And being in that position as a father, you know, trying to raise three sons, it was just I mean, and, and it wasn't fair to, to them. It wasn't their fault. And, you know, watching other dads and, and, and you know, hanging out and, and with them and getting on rides and stuff. And here I am. I'm just standing here watching. The most I could do is go to theme parks and eat, you know, mm. and, and look at the irony in that. <laughs> That's the, the crazy part about it. So that was, you know, a big driving force as well. And me trying to get the weight off was to allow, you know, for them to have more time with me and to be able to do some of the things that I never was able to do while they were growing up. Yeah, I did the same thing when we went to Fiesta, Texas or Slitter Bomb or whatever. I would hold the bags and while they went on the rides and I would just wait and um, I didn't do anything. I just walked around all day and, you know, did the mom thing, you know, and didn't really partake in it. And it was it's not fun. No, it's not fun at all. And to pretty much sit on the sidelines. I mean, it's it's embarrassing. And, you know, it just makes you, if you got any kind of feelings at all, it makes you feel like a rotten person. I know that's how it made me feel. It made me feel so rotten. But then sometimes I get in, in my feelings about it because I felt like I still cheated them because I didn't do anything about it sooner. You know, I was in my forties when I had, when I got weight loss surgery. And, you know, my kids grew up. I mean, they're grown men now. Mm -hmm. And I mean, but they don't blame me for it. We do a lot of stuff together now, but mm -hmm. still it's just the fact that for them to have to grow up like that and to not be able to do some of the things with me that they wanted to do, that was tough. So when you had your surgery, did your family accept it or did were they excited for you? that you were going to do or were they scared? Because, you know, when you're like really big, it's, it's a scary surgery, you know, oh, to yeah, go through absolutely. for your body. Absolutely. They were excited. And my, now my sons were, were scared a little bit. I know that, that much I do know. They, they were scared a little bit and uh, they were worried and concerned. And, you know, rightfully so. Uh, it was something that was new and I'd never had surgery like that before. And so they were pretty concerned about it. And your wife, how did that go? She was she was so supportive. Um, I couldn't have done it without her. I mean, I, I do say that uh, if she wasn't on board with it, then there was no way that I would be able to do it. Yeah. How did the weight start coming off? Did it come off super fast in the beginning? Or was it really hard for you? How was yours? Um. It was really fast in the beginning. I mean, like the first week, I think I lost maybe 25 pounds. 
uh, right after I got off the table, it, it started to go really, really fast. And my doctor kind of prepared me for a lot of that because he was like, uh, we talked about it and he called it, of course, the honeymoon phase and they take advantage of losing the most weight that you possibly can while you can, because eventually it was going to slow down. And trust me, I'm at that point now to where it has slowed down. So if you start to gain a little bit, it's going to take a little bit more time to get what you gained off. Mm-hmm. And that can be tough. Wow. Is that scary? I monitor it quite a bit. Um, my 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 trigger is five pounds. If I get up to five, if I gain five pounds, then, you know, no, I'm, I'm going to, we're we going back to the drawing boards. That's like um, all the red flags go up. I can't let it get past that because if you start to get past that and you really don't monitor it, then, you know, five becomes 20, 25, 50 pounds. And then next thing you know, you know, you're back off the wagon again. Uh, the maintenance part of this, I, in my opinion, is the hardest part of this journey. Um, and you only want to recognize that once you get to that part, I'll say that because a lot of people be like, oh, no, uh-uh. you know, uh, I'm on the on the, the soft food or the puree stages or whatever. And this part of it is tough. I thought that, too, in the beginning when I was going through each step, I'm like, oh, this is the worst. This is, you know, then I get to the point where you're stalling out and you're like, oh, my God, this is the worst. No. The absolute worst part of this is the maintenance phase because you've mm-hmm. you've had all your glory moments, you know, for the most part. I mean, you still experience some stuff, some NS, you know, some non-scale victories as you go yeah. on through your journey. But for the most part, you're at the point now to where, hey, nine times out of ten, you've lost if you had some, if you've had a nominal amount of success, you've lost all of the weight that you should have lost or mm-hmm. were going to lose, and now you've got to maintain it. And that is the hard part, in my opinion. I mean, I'm technically, I guess I'm in maintenance. You know, I, I never thought about that, you know, to think, oh, I'm in maintenance. But my goal weight was 138 and I'm like 128 now. But I kind of fluctuate three or four pounds, you know. But I do have my days where I feel fatter, like I feel bloated. And so I get on the scale just to check. Cause I'm scared. <laughs> but, you know what? Uh, I got a, I got a love hate relationship with the scale. I get on it every day because oh, you a, a few, you probably remember um, a lot of the younger people wouldn't remember, but there was this movie. Um, what was it? Uh, Groundhog day with Bill Murray. You know, every day he kept waking up and the same thing kept happening to him over and over again. Uh-huh. My nightmare, my nightmare is that I, I, I keep, I've had this dream before that I wake up and I look in the mirror and I'm back to being, overweight and obese so every morning when i wake up the first thing i do when i hit the floor my feet touch that scale and i gotta check the seat am i still down or you know where i'm supposed to be and that is you know it's a recurring nightmare you know no one wants to go back to that point at least they shouldn't and i mean i know a lot of people i know a lot of people struggle and there are a lot of things that play a part into people and having regain and going through the motions. But for me personally, I just, you know, I don't want to go back to that ever. And whatever I can do to prevent that from happening, I'm going to do. Like I said, everybody deals with a little bit of regain here and there, you know, a few pounds, you overdo it. You do things you're not supposed to, because guess what? We're dealing with an addiction. And uh, whether people believe it or not, this is an addiction and it's a lifelong thing. And it's something that you really never get past because I always think about eating. Even when I'm eating, I'm thinking about eating what I'm going to eat again next later on. And then when I'm eating at the time that I'm eating, I get pissed because I know that, okay, 
at any given moment, you know, I'm two, three bites. How many, in my mind, how many bites am I going to get this time before I'm full? And that is a struggle within itself, especially if it's some food that I really enjoy and something that I really want to eat because I always want to finish it. And mm -hmm. I've struggled a lot with trying to portion out plate sizes the way they should be portioned out to where I would eat. I still, still, still to this day end up putting too much on. And if I could ever get that down to the science of how many bites that I'm actually going to be able to eat, maybe I wouldn't feel so bad because I'm always want to be part of the clean plate club. You know, that was the thing with parents back in the day. Oh, yeah. Not really knowing that this is probably not the best idea. Let the kid yeah. eat it and then stop it, you know. But, you know, it was always clean plate club. You know, you got to clean your plates. You're not getting any dessert. Yeah. And that's just... You know, and this is how we grew up. Yeah. No, I was I was born in the 70s, you know, and that's just the way it was. You clean your plate because, you know, we were poor. Absolutely. We she had, my mom had five kids. And you know what? If you got your plate, you didn't know when you were going to get your next meal. So, hell, yeah, we'd make sure and eat that whole plate, you know, and um, absolutely. You had it to. Was, it was tough. You know, I kind of do that, too. I still put too much on my plate also, mm -hmm. or I'll order a regular meal yeah. and he'll order his meal plus his appetizer. And I try not, I, and I'm kind of like you, I'm picky. I want to make sure those few bites I get are the best bites on that plate. Like Damn. I want to get a little bit of meat with some gravy with whatever, you know, I make sure it's a good that's damn right you're because damn right. you're so hot you want to make sure and get it all and that little bit that you can get i i, I know yeah. yeah you gotta be I, and I, i'm so selective now because i have this thing and i call it wasted bites and if i go to a restaurant it's, and sometimes i don't want to try new places because if it's bullshit i'm going to be pissed yeah and i'd be like damn it i just wasted my damn bites on this shit right here on chips and salsa yeah, you know, you yeah, wasted your bites on bullshit. Yeah. And that's 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 my thing. So I'm kind of a creature of habit. I'll eat some of the same stuff because I know it's going to be good, or unless I'm cooking it myself, mm -hmm. then I damn sure know it's going to be good. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm going to eat it. But yeah, it's just, you know, it, it's one of those things that we have to deal with. And it's a lifelong thing. So I always tell people to not get in a hurry. Because what are you getting in a hurry to go? This trip is, this is one of those journeys where the kids are going to constantly be asking you, are we there yet? Because you're never going to get there because it's for life. And that's what people got to take away from this. This is, you know, we're not going to pull up and we're going to finally make it after two, three, four years. As long as you're breathing, you got air in your lungs. This is what you're going to be dealing with. It is the hardest thing. I didn't think it would be this hard. I thought it would be like this savior of, I, I'm going to finally lose weight, you know, and once I had the bariatric surgery, it's a life thing because your pouch is your pouch for good, oh, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. um, and vitamins. And I mean, last week I just talked to somebody, uh, Monica, her episode, I mean, she had to go get dental work because she's losing teeth. You got to take care of your vitamins and get oh, everything yeah. in. It's That's important. Vitamins and supplements, all of that is very, very, very important because, you know, you got, you're going to lose your hair. You got fingernails and stuff that you're going to take care of because you got to think about it. That portion of the stomach that we lost, we lost a lot of things. And 
it's a little bit harder and the body has to work a little bit more to absorb all the nutrients that we need. So guess what? Because we're not eating a lot, then we've got to replace some of those nutrients by means of vitamins. Yeah. And that is the most important piece that you, if you can't take away nothing from this, you've got to take your damn vitamins. Well, and the hair thing, did you have a hair problem? Because I know you don't have a mustache problem. No. Your beard, <laughs> you got a lot of hair. I wonder if guys have the same problem as women with hair. Absolutely. They do? Absolutely. Okay. I do know some guys that did lose some hair. Uh, fortunately for me, I did not. Um, I did not have any issues with hair uh, whatsoever. I mean, I still take, you know, my vitamins with biotin and stuff like that in just uh -huh. in case, but I, I didn't experience that, you know, uh, and I'm thankful that I did, didn't because I wasn't ready to let go of it because if I started to bald at the top, I'm just going to cut it all off. I'm not going to walk around with the cul-de-sac. <laughs> yeah it sucks my hair is like I'm trying to keep it natural and I keep man it's the struggle's real for women oh yeah it's tough bariatrics yeah yeah it's bariatrics is, is very tough uh I mean you know but it's almost like you got but everybody deals with something like I didn't deal with the hair but you know I dealt with with other things um I didn't really have a problem I mean I had a problem with reflux before but now, I, you know, I, I really, I don't. And, and sometimes it's almost like if I eat something that's a little bit spicier than it should, then, you know, it kind of, it would flare up. So sometimes I would deal with a little bit of that, but it's not really a nuisance like it used to be. But I mean, I'm not eating as much as I used to either. Yeah. And I'm not eating some of the things that I used to eat. So, you know, that's another thing that's a takeaway too. You got to definitely change, make some changes to your dynamic. Yeah. And that's going to help you out in the long run. You got to do what works for you. And I think that's where a lot of people go wrong. A lot of people see, especially in the early stages, because I kind of really don't like to. I hate to see people that are early on in stages that are looking at people who are in maintenance and who may have. Um, and I don't want to I, I don't want to say use the word, you know, who may have uh, uh, it won't say failed, but maybe have not have had as much success. And I ran across some people that have been disgruntled about bariatrics and talk shit about it and said different things. But yeah, if you really looked at the underlying thing there, then a lot of people don't want to, they take credit for good shit, but they don't want to take credit for anything bad. And you got to also think what role did you play in that? Yeah. If that makes no, sense. Yeah, no, I totally got you. There's, there's people in bariatrics in, in the community that are, still have a lot of weight to go and they're yes. five years out, seven years out, and they're still not there. And it makes you wonder for new people like me, because I just had my surgery uh, this coming June will be my two years. So I'm like a year and a half. And it's scary to me. It's like, well, what are they doing? Right. So I don't do it. <laughs> oh, absolutely. You know, I want to learn. It is hard and, and it's a tough, it's a tough subject to touch on. It's a touchy subject, but I feel like we got to, you know, you, you've got to openly discuss it because it is a part of this community. And I just feel like that there's no judgment on anybody. Everybody goes through different things, yeah. but in the same breath, if you're going to come out and be negative about it, then that's where I have a problem with it. Or if you're going to come out and be in a space to where, 
you're going to try and everybody tries different things. And if you're going to come out and you're going to try alternative things to do to get the weight off, that's fine. Everybody has to do what works for them. But how does that look to somebody who's just starting out or who's just yeah. who's fresh into this? And they might think, well, maybe I don't have to go through everything that they went through to get to they are because I'm not going to have this amount of success. I can just go ahead and fast forward and jump right over to what they're doing over here now. I got you. So what are you talking about specifically? Are you talking about people like, like I've seen on social media, people are doing these shots now. Yes. And you know, let's just address the elephant in the room. And I mean, I know I'll catch flack for this and I don't really give a shit because I'm kid and I say what I want. And I'm too I'm old. Like, oh, I don't give a shit. I'm either. too I'm old. Too I'm old. damn, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm knocking that fifties door. And you should yeah. keep your mind. Now, to each his own. I'm not judging anybody for doing it or using it. If that works for you, then that works for you. Yeah. But I just feel like you got to give other people in the community a chance who are just starting out to not want to latch on to that right away. Yeah. That's my that's my issue with it right there because yeah. there are a lot of people in the community that have a voice. And what I mean when I say that I have a voice, you can stand up and be a leader in this community, mm -hmm. and people will. Take everything that you say as the gospel and run with it, be it good or be it bad. That's me too. That's on me too. If I stand up here, you know, just like I always put a disclaimer about when I'm cooking food and stuff, a lot, a lot of people have gotten on to me about the type of foods that I cook and the example that I set when I'm doing this. But I always tell people, I put a disclaimer out there. I don't eat all the stuff that I cook. I have kids that I feed and you know, to each his own, what you have to do, what works for you, but I'm not out here pushing it. Yeah. You don't see me out here on a video saying, Hey, you can eat whatever the hell you want. Be like kid, eat what you want, blah, blah, blah. I'm not doing that. And I just take issue with people in the community who have a voice and they're using that voice and they're not giving people in my opinion. And this is just my own personal opinion. And I might lose people behind this. I don't really care. But in my own personal opinion, you're not giving people an opportunity to go fully through the process and exonerate everything and try to lose the weight the way that the program is designed to lose the weight. Yeah. If that makes sense. We didn't have the surgery to be a prisoner of food right. for the rest of our life. And I think I love your food because it is real food. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not in a box or a bag. It's real food. And that's the whole purpose of having the surgery is that you can eat. It's mm. being accountable and eating real food and controlling. You know, like you said, it's an addiction. Yeah. And then you also, too, got to look at uh, long-term effects on stuff. Um, I mean, I'm almost 50, uh, you know, and I've been around a long time and I've seen a lot of stuff come and go fad-wise. And that's kind of what some of this stuff is reminiscent of. I remember some years ago uh, when my mom and, and uh, you know, a bunch of friends were, you know, uh, a bunch of her friends were trying to lose weight and a, lo a lot of them jumped on the Fin Fin thing. I don't know oh, if you remember shit. that. I was, just, I was trying to find the yeah. name of the shots because I know people are thinking, what shots are you talking about? But I was trying to find the name of them. I don't know what the name well, of it is. I, I mean, um, the the shots that I'm familiar with that people are using now is it's uh it's Monjaro I think is what it's called Monjaro there it goes and I think another one is Ozempic but there are 
Um, diabetic medicine, and I, I, from what I understand, it, it, it you know you could lose some weight with it, and I'm yeah. not sure. If the FDA, I don't know personally if the FDA is about to sanction this and approve this as weight loss medicine. You know, I just kind of worry, you know, I, I worry about people, you know, believe it or not. I'm not just sitting up, sitting over here passing off judgment because yeah. I know how it is. I mean, I spent, like I said, over 30 years being overweight. So I know the feeling of, you know, wanting to get the weight off. I just worry about people, honestly. And, you know, what happens with long term effects. And then if you get off of it. Mm-hmm. how does it work then as far as the weight? I mean, if you, you know, it, it's almost like you get in what you, 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 you get out of it, what you put into it in yeah. essence. And then who knows? I mean, I don't know. Cause I don't, I haven't heard anybody or seen anybody that said they've stopped taking it yet. And what's the effects I've only seen yeah. people that say they're losing the weight. Yeah. And I mean, more power to you if it's working for you, but I would just hope that you will continue the work after the shots are gone and not gain the weight back. But, and, and, and then in essence, while you're doing the shots, are we really going to address the underlying issues? I had trauma in my, my past. And so that, that was my underlining condition was mm-hmm. I had trauma, you know, sexual abuse, trauma, emotional abuse, trauma, physical trauma. And I just, I had a rough childhood and life, you know, and oh, yeah. And uh, you have to address that. And so for you, it's food addiction. I just or, love to eat. I, I love yeah. the flavors of food. I mean, you know, send me to Flavortown. That's what I've yeah. you know, like, so, on, on drives and dives. I love to go to Flavortown. I just love the, the blending of, of flavors and foods. And that's just always been an issue for me. And I still, I struggle with that right now to this day. Right now I'm struggling with, with sweets, uh, you know, and, and, and sugar is, is, is a, is a monkey that once it gets on your back, it's almost like being addicted to crack or mm-hmm. something like that. And I say that, I don't say that, you know, to be funny, but I'm just being real. You're yeah. looking for that next high. You want, I want some more, I want, you get sugar. And once you deprive the body of it and you try to stop it, the body is like having a breakdown and it's going through withdrawals because it's wanting more and more of the sugar that you're putting in it. So that's yeah. a problem for me. Yeah. You just talked about phenamine. Um you know, I took that probably in the nineties. Yeah, that was a big I thing. Remember, in the, yeah, it, it's it's funny. Uh, uh, it's not funny, CC, but I just I just remember it. I, I remember it very well because I used to date this girl, and her mom was using it. But when her mom was using it, so I I grew up in Memphis. I'm from Memphis, mm-hmm. and if you know anything about Memphis, it sits in the bottom corner of the west west end of the state of Tennessee. But right there at the west end corner of the Tennessee, you've got Arkansas here. And then you've got Mississippi right below it. So they call that whole little area the tri-state area. So uh, no doctors were prescribing it because I don't know what it was really used for, but I guess they found out, hey, through trial and error, that it, you know you can you can lose weight with it. Uh-huh. And so people were starting, they would, you would have doctors who would prescribe it, but they weren't filling it. And they weren't, no doctors were prescribing it in Memphis at the time. Uh, they wouldn't get behind it. So people were having to cross the bridge, cross the Mississippi River over in Arkansas and head over to Little Rock or somewhere. And where, where these doctors who were just writing these prescriptions, you would come in and see them, you know, you would pay the money and they would write the prescriptions for it. I mean, because it was a danger to that. I mean, I think it had started to become a danger to that drug. I don't know what it was, almost like speed or something, I think. I can't remember. But I just it, remember. Yeah, it, it made you, your heart pounding. I mean, you oh, were yeah. just... 
you know, her mom was going across the bridge to get this stuff. And, you know, and it, it was almost like, you know, I used to joke about it, you know, back then, you know, in the 90s, I was younger, much younger, mm -hmm. you know, 18, 19 years old. We cracking jokes on it. Be like, man, your mama going over there to see that dealer. You know, she's getting that work, this, this drugs or whatever. And, but I mean, you know, weight loss is something that every, you know, a lot of people deal with. And they've been dealing with this for eons, for many, many years, decades years and years and years that people deal with and suffer from obesity and hey everybody's looking for a fix to, to a quick fix because you know nobody wants to be ostracized nobody wants to be ridiculed I, you think i wanted to be uh, uh uh fat casey my you know my my childhood life growing up into my adulthood that casey is my first and middle initial and i was known as casey by my grandmother she didn't call me fat casey she nicknamed me casey but um, you know, a lot of people would call me Fat KC, you know, and I, who wanted to be called that? You know, I didn't want that. I mean, and, I, and it, you name it, I tried it. I jumped on every fad diet there was. Um, it was it used to be this one thing called a three-day diet. They had the cabbage soup diet. You know, you had the, the toast and eggs diet. It was so many fads from the late 80s through the 90s that, you know, you would jump on just looking for an out, looking for an out and looking for a way to improve on your life. But one thing that I can take away from all of that, from jumping on all of these fad diets, one thing that I can say personally that I failed to do was research and educate myself on what that whole, those processes were and learn myself and educate myself on how to properly eat. And that is the focal point and that's the takeaway. And even now, even though you know I've gained this education on how to eat and what to eat and how to eat better, I still struggle because guess what? I'm an addict. Yep. If you drink and you can't stop drinking and uh, you know what? You don't keep it in your house, but in everything else, we can push it out any other addictions, but food <laughs> is hard because we got to eat. You know, so it's, it's, it's really hard and you just got to find your own balance and it's, yeah. it's tough for everybody and everybody's different. Oh and, yeah, everybody's uh, different. And, and that's, you said a mouthful. That's the difference there. Yeah. You know, alcoholics, you can take all the alcohol out of the house. You can mm -hmm. live without that. You don't have, I've never met a person that who no longer took a drink and died because they couldn't live without this alcohol. I never met a person who stopped smoking and died because their body needed it. You can live without those things, but try to stop eating. Can't. See how long you last. See yeah. how long you live. I'm scared for the wrong message to be. Oh, out absolutely. There. And, and that's that. That is the thing because just four years ago, uh, when I first embarked on this journey, and I came to, you know, I was already on social media, but this community is nowhere near what it is now. Uh, you know, social media wise. And, you know, so everybody knows that patterns can be set based off of social consciousness. So social media sets the tone, mm -hmm. no matter what, good or bad, it's going to set the tone. And we are responsible for the messages that we put out there. I'm going to always say that. Yeah. We got to be responsible and take accountability for the messages that we put out there. And that's the only thing for me. And, you know, a lot of people will sit back and think the same things that we think, but won't say anything about it because guess what? They don't want to lose the following. 
uh, they, you know, uh, but you've got to be able to stand up for something. And I know what having bariatric surgery did for my life. It gave me a new life. It gave me new life and more years to be with my family. And my thing is, is each one teach one. If I can help other people to do that, then that's what I'm going to do. And then if I see something that's not right and I don't speak on it, well, I just let it keep going. And I see somebody that's coming along and they're taking these shortcuts and cutting out and not doing it the right way, then what does that make me? I'm a hypocrite and I'm blood guilty because I let them go that route and I knew better and I didn't say anything. And that's just how I feel. I mean, a lot of people are, aren't going to feel the same way. A lot of people are going to be like, you know, whatever, kid, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I don't care. You, you not only lost the weight, but you cook amazing and it hasn't changed your life. I mean, you, you just, you have good food and, you know, you cook good and you eat good and. Well, hey, I appreciate it, Cece. You know what? I, I, what I have found on, on even educating myself when it comes to food, there's no such thing as a bad food. There's a such thing as overconsumption of things that make them bad. Mm -hmm. Because you, you think about it, like fats, certain fats are good for you. You know, certain things that you need. You need a, a, a well-balanced, that's why I say a well-balanced diet. You know, and I'm not sitting up here saying that, hey, Oreos and ice cream is the is the way to go. No, that is not what I'm saying. Don't misconstrue what I'm saying, because I know a lot of people are going to take this and be like, well, kids said, nope, I didn't say that. That's not what I'm saying. I said some some of the things that we have in our diet should not never be excluded from our diet because it helps. It, it builds the nutrition and it, and it helps provide you with the nutrients and stuff that you need in order for your body to thrive. You know, they, like they say, brain food. There's certain foods that you can eat that helps brain function and brain activity. Yeah. You just need to figure that out. Like, you know, certain almonds, stuff like that. Stuff, you know, carrots, supposed to be good, you know, for the eyes. You think about that. All the stuff that you heard as a kid, we heard it in songs or nursery rhymes or whatnot, but that stuff was true. Yeah. And you need a lot of this stuff. So a lot of people will cut out certain things and say, no, I'm not going to have this. I mean, you need certain carbs. Yeah. You do. Your body yeah, you need fat. You you absolutely need good fat, triglycerides in your body. You know, I, I put a tablespoon of avocado oil in my sure. shakes and mm -hmm. it, the fat, you think, oh shit, that's a lot of fat. Yeah. But you know what? That fat satiates you. It's good for yes. you. It's triglycerides. It absorbs immediately. You know, it's great for your body to have that. Man, we could talk forever on oh. <laughs> food yeah. and it's crazy. It's it so much to talk about. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't restrict myself. Uh, I, I've i been learning because I kind of fell into the trap of eating what I like. And I would eat like regular stuff that I ate before, Ooh. like M&M's, peanut M&M's. I love peanut mm -hmm. M&M's or Reese's Pieces. I loved Reese's Pieces. So I would eat one or a few, like three or four M&Ms, you know, and, but I've just been learning this last month that, you know, I could eat that and I could get away with it. Right. Oh, yeah. Cause you, you don't eat it all day. You just eat it once and then you're done, but, right. yeah. but I don't feel good. My body doesn't feel good. 
But if I eat something good and nutritious, like you said, you know, I actually feel better in my body, you know? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's why I try to eat better whole foods, clean foods now. And it's just, it's hard. It's hard. It's tough. Uh, but you know, it's, it's, it's what we signed up for. Um, that's what I signed up for. Uh, uh, you take the bad with the good and you got to keep going. You got to persevere and push on to the end. That's it. You're a chef, right? Uh, well, not by trade, uh, just learned, you know, Uh, it's a, it's a a learned, uh, you know, it's a learned skill. Well, you know, an acquired skill, I would say, uh, my parents, uh, my parents, my dad was a chef before he retired. Now he was a chef. Uh, my mom, she was a country girl from Arkansas that just grew up in a house with, you know, it was 10 kids. So my, my grandfather was a sharecropper. So they, you know, they, they, they cooked, they farmed in, in everything from the meat to the fruits and vegetables. They, you know, they farmed it and uh, learning how to cook with fresh ingredients. That was one of the things that my mother passed off to me was, you know, learned the importance of cooking with fresh ingredients, you know, mm-hmm. straight out of a garden. Mm-hmm. uh and 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 that's just that's how i grew up so that's where the the cooking comes from and then with my dad you know uh he was already a great you know on the grill he would he was what i call it what we call at memphis a pit master and then uh later on in life he ended up going to culinary school and becoming a chef and then to pick up those skills so you know i kind of got a, the best of both worlds i got you know, uh, good, wholesome country cooking over here. And then I got culinary skills that was passed mm-hmm. on to me. So that's yeah. where I am. Well, see, I didn't, my mom, you know, we had a, you know, Mexican food growing up. Oh, yeah. So it was like, um, it was good though, man. There ain't nothing like a fresh tortilla with some butter on it. Who you tell me? I love, that's one of my favorites is Mexican food. I can eat that every day of the week. Mm, yeah. You get a, piece of tortilla and put some butter on it boy that's all you need roll it up that's it that's, Shit, it. that's all you yeah so that, that's how we grew up was you know tamales and oh, yeah. enchiladas oh, and you're you talking my language now <laughs> yeah it was so good oh my dad would make menudo every sunday morning uh, a fresh pot of menudo every sunday morning he would do it and we would we would all come to go eat you yeah. know I miss and, that. And, yeah, and more families need to get back to that. I mean, you know, you got we're we're living in the era of takeout and uh, DoorDash, you know, Uber Eats. Uh, nobody's sitting at the table no more, breaking bread and and cooking meals and and, mm-hmm. and. What was your health like before you had your surgery, and then what is your health now? Because I know before you had a hard time walking. Yeah. Um, I had a hard time walking. I dealt with high blood pressure, uh, sleep apnea. I was pre-diabetic, suffered from gout, sciatic nerve problems, um, acid reflux was an issue. Uh, Jeez, you name it, I probably had it. Uh, And Mm. three months out, uh, I was no longer pre-diabetic. Three months post-op, I was no longer uh, using the CPAP for sleep apnea. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still take blood pressure medicine. That's just inherited, you know. Uh, that's inherited as a black man. <laughs> High blood pressure it just mm-hmm. is what it is. It's not bad though. It's very regulated and it's, it's checked. Um, and normally it's somewhere around one twenty over eighty all the time uh, now. So that's good. So I'm on very minimal, low dosage of medicine for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
You know, I, I've gotten better mobility-wise, of course. I've been actually running, uh, working out, uh, which I've been slacking on lately. I'm not going to lie. I have slacked on working out some. But, uh, but I'm, I have the mobility to be able to do all those things now. That's the most important part is to actually be able to do those things. And I think that that's a big takeaway from what people don't, you know, uh, what we take for granted. And I think all the things that I took for granted being obese and now being able to do those things, I didn't realize how much I was limiting myself or how many doors I had closed and locked to myself mm -hmm. because I was overweight. Have you thought about plastic surgery? I have. I'm um, definitely considering it for 2023. Uh, I, I need to get a little, I don't have, a, you know, massive skin problem like a lot of people do, but I do have a few things that I want to get, you know, done uh, just to, you know, for, for my own personal benefit, for cosmetic purposes. Uh, and I, I, I'm definitely considering that. Uh, I do have, you know, the, the majority of the excess, excess skin is, you know, the stomach, what a lot of people deal with you know, because we were very overweight. So uh, that part of it, I do want to touch on first. Uh, I'm a little bit afraid of the recovery. So that's why I haven't really jumped into it yet. Yeah. <laughs> Got to get myself, my, my mind right for that recovery part of it. I pretty much just had the 360 uh, lower oh, wow. body lift. And uh, I got to tell you, because I'm 51 and it was, I mean, I've talked to younger people and they said that's mm -hmm. a really hard surgery. Cause they do the muscle repair for me. They did like a vagina lift and a thigh lift and a butt flap and like all these things. And it was just really hard on me. You can't sit down. It's just, you know, you can't use your stomach muscles, you know, and you have to like pull yourself up with they like grab something and pull yourself. It was so painful. It, my ass still hurts. Like it is still hard. Like, I, I don't know if it's cause of my age, but I don't know. It, it was a tough one. Would I do it again, kid? Hell yeah. I, I would still do it. It Was it worth it? Yes, absolutely. It was worth every penny. Yeah, for sure. So I would definitely do it. I mean, if you can, and if you want to do it, I would definitely, I would definitely do it. I'm definitely considering it. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, getting ready to do a consult. So I'm going to look into a lot of things and just go from there. I'm going to take my time with it. Yeah. Make that kinda... conscious effort. Do you still drink protein shakes anymore? Or oh, protein oh, I stopped things? drinking those probably uh, six months after, six months post-op, I stopped drinking those. Uh, for me personally, I felt like they were were keep, they were stalling me. Um, I started to eat regular food, and then I started to lose again, just like that. So I tossed those protein shakes. I got rid of those puppies really quick. I mean, they work for a lot of people. A lot of people swear by it. And don't get me wrong, if I'm out somewhere and I don't, if I don't have access to anything, then of course I'll grab one on the go, just yeah. to you know fill myself up until I can eat again. But for me, it's all food solids always. Pretty much been doing that lately. Fair life, you can't get fair life anywhere. Oh, yeah, that's a hard one to get old to because it's good. <laughs> Fuck, they figure it out. Hey, we're selling this too cheap. Uh, and it's selling like crazy. So now mm -hmm. it's like $36 a case. Oh, it's high as hell now. See, I ain't spending $36 for 12 bottles of Fair Life. Oh, uh -uh. yeah, I think about it. that's ridiculous. Yeah, no, I just, uh, you know, I mean, on the go, sometimes you kind of need it, but. Yeah, I mean, I can go into a convenience store and just grab one if I need to, but just to buy them in bulk anymore, nah, not me. Yeah. What's your favorite 
meal right now that you love to make that you that's your favorite meal that's easy what chicken wings i love hot wings wings are whatever flavored wings that's that's my jam uh, and it has been even when i was severely overweight that was like my go-to meal was i would i love wings i just love hot wings uh, wings period i can eat those every single day three times a day and never get sick of them i, I mean i could um then it's it's protein you know, uh, you know, outside of yeah. the sauce, you're getting all the protein I need in the world. Yeah. Yeah. That's good for you. I mean, that's good. The protein. Yeah. And so what's your favorite dessert or drink right now? Uh, drink alcoholic beverage wise. I'm a margarita guy. I love a good margarita. Uh, give me a margarita with some Don Julio Reposada in it. And we in business, preferably probably pineapple. <laughs> yeah. I've been loving sangrias. Oh yeah, that's a good one too. Yeah, that's that's my Sangrias. guilty. Yeah, they're so good. I drank one last night. It was so good. It was so good. So yeah, you're going on the bariatric cruise. Yes. I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna be there to have a lot of fun with everybody. We're gonna party and we're gonna have a great, great time. I'm so yeah. looking forward. I know, I can't wait. It's we're six months out and we have right at 150 people going. That's awesome. I'm super excited. It's so many people, people that I've never even knew before. So it's people coming out of the woodworks. I don't know them, but they're coming. So it's a good thing. You know, I'm we, so excited. New life is always great. And meeting new, new people mm -hmm. uh, in this community is always great. I meet somebody different every week. So I think that's amazing. Yeah. Do you get like emails or messages from people like oh, trying to get support? I do all the time. Uh, you know, you just weed through it all. And, but I mean, those are the messages that keep me going. Let me know, Hey, I'm doing the right thing. No matter what, you know, I get people to say, Hey, uh, I just had surgery, you know, they, and what I, what I, what I particularly don't like is they always like to say, Hey, I owe it all to you. or I did this because of, you know, you didn't, you just saw my example that I put in front of you mm -hmm. and it was a good one. And you said that you can do it too. And that's my takeaway is if I put provided a great example, I never want anybody to say they did it because of me. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that's not fair to them. Uh, you did this because you wanted to take back your health. You did this because you wanted to be before your kids, your spouse, whoever. That's what you did it for. I, I mean, I just don't, I don't want ever, no, no, nobody to ever give me credit for something, especially something that you're doing yourself. Only give me credit for something that I'm doing. But I mean, and that's not negative or saying anything negative. And I get it. I get where people are coming from when they say that. But I just want them to recognize, you know, that, hey, no, this is all you. You know, I might have set the example. Or I might have stepped out here and, 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 and been so transparent to where you can see it, to where you can believe that you can do it, too. But that's it. That's that's my only thing. I, I just I just, you know, apparently set a decent enough example to where, hey, you said you can do it, too. Mm -hmm. What's the what's the one big advice that you would give someone? I would say take a step back. Um, take a breath. You know, don't rush anything. Um, it's it's when we jump head first into something without thinking. It's when we make the biggest mistakes. To make the most mistakes, I would just say, hey acknowledge okay hey acknowledge it i'm doing I, I may have did a few things wrong acknowledge i've had some regain acknowledge all of that mm -hmm. don't beat yourself up 
you got to allow yourself some grace because I've been there, still there, a whole lot of times, more than you know. And allow yourself some grace and some patience and go back to what worked in the very beginning. I'm not saying go back and jump into, uh, uh, you know, the, the pre-op diet and all that or stuff. The, all or the stuff, pouch reset. I'm not, yeah, I'm not saying do any of that shit because yeah. the pouch, you know, the, all, the, all that stuff was designed for one thing and that was to shrink the liver to get you ready for surgery. That's it. Uh, so it's not a, it's, it, it, it's not the answer. It's not the solution to your problems. You've got to, you know, go back to the basics, refer back to that bariatric Bible. When I say that, that means that that binder that you were given by your bariatric team to show you each step and how they work, you know, uh, do some of those things. Um, Stop, don't don't rely on your stomach anymore. Now, when I, when I say that loosely, I mean, what I mean by that is that if you have started to eat a lot more and you're able to eat more than what you think you should be eating, then eat you some bites, satisfy it, and then back up and allow your stomach to kind of get back to where it's supposed to be, where that restriction kicks in and lets you know when it's full. Because, you know, if the more and more you, you, you know, you, you push your stomach, then, you know, the more and more you'll be able to consume or the more slider foods and the more stuff that you're consuming that's going to push right through. So, and you know, it, everybody are adults here, you know what's good and what's not good to be doing. Stop doing that and, and, and go back to what the basics and get back to ground zero to getting your life on track. Start there. You know, don't look for the quick fixes or the, you know, the easy way out. Don't do that. You're only going to do yourself a harm in the end. I appreciate your no nonsense, no bullshit kind of attitude. You know, I texted you a message and I was like, I was saying like phrases that only if you're in the seventies or eighties, you would catch yes. like yes. it's on like Donkey Kong. Yeah, right. <laughs> shit's going to hit the fan or shit, it. shit's hitting yeah. the fan or, you know, oh, the yeah. things that we say when we were younger, but. Oh yeah, Absolutely. I appreciate you, Cad. I, I think you're the coolest dude. And I, I'm so excited to have you in there and the team and, you know, Terry and um, y'all are like my, the best guys I could have ever met. You know, I, I just think y'all are just, just original, honest, sincere people, you know, and I appreciate you. And I'm glad you took a little time to kind of share a little bit. And I thank you for joining. Thank you for coming on. Oh. Hey, thank you for having me. I definitely appreciate it. And then anytime I'm able to, to share and, uh, you know, get into my story that I love that, I, I, you know, it just it, it it makes me feel good to be able to know that I'm potentially helping somebody else come along and and do what I did, because if I can do it, anybody can do it. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, please rate, review and subscribe on any platform that you get your podcast and check us out at patreon that's patreon.com forward slash fairy diaries for more exclusive content deep dives and info on upcoming events don't forget follow us on social media see you there